example, if you grow up with parents who, who have angry outbursts, many of us decide I'm never going towards anger. God damn it, never touching that. Mm-hmm. When in fact, it, that lets us know where our boundaries have been violated. So that's good information mm-hmm. for, for us to have access to then. That sometimes we, mm-hmm. we want our anger because that lets us know, oh, I, there was a line in the sand there. I didn't know that. Now I know. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know I had an expectation until I had the resentment. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Mengena. I'm here joined by um, uh, what can only be described as a synchronicity of non-creepy creepiness finding a home lovingly on the internet. I was, so here's the story. I, I need to give the backdrop because Ollie's laughing at me because I am hilarious, exactly. Uh, I, so I, I don't really go on the gram as much. I, I've got a, a timer on my phone so I can't spend much time on social media. The posting gets done by the team. The DMs normally get answered, but every now and then I just sort of pop on and just see what's going on for a little bit. And I'm there just, you know, flicking through the stories and I don't know which of my friends did it. And if you're listening, thank you. And there was this really awesome post and I'm going to quickly read it and then we're going to dive into it because Molly is the creator of this post. And I then, I'm going to, I'm going to quickly jump over the creepy bit. I then was like, hello, Molly. I like your post. I want to be your friend. Will that you was certainly, <laughs> certainly not the voice I, that I read. I'm not sure we'd be having this conversation. <laughs> Anyhow, you know, it was a lovely message. Very not creepy, very not sketchy. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But I'm going to quickly run this and then I'm going to allow Molly to hog the mic and let us know who she is, what she's about, where this comes from, and then just dive into more of her thing. So our emotions have information for us. Anger reveals where our boundaries are. Grief reveals the true capacity of our hearts. Jealousy reveals what we feel entitled to. Oof. Resentment reveals where we have expectations. Feels. Anxiety reveals where we are trying to get control. More feels fear reveals where we're afraid to lose. Guilt reveals where we know we can do better. Shame reveals us where we lack permission to be human. Drop the crystal, drop the sage, drop the mic. Molly, just get into it, please. Uh, just pour in, pour in. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Well, the, I mean, this this post comes from my work. I'm a, a clinical life coach, former therapist, pivoted to coaching, um, mm-hmm. and you know, I encounter so many, so many clients who want to get over their feelings, or let's transcend our feelings, or move past. How do I get over the anxiety? And mm-hmm. really, what we what we find if we're trying to get rid of the emotion is we don't get the education that it has for us. We don't actually mm. get the juice and the nutrition that is available to us in these emotions. Mm. There is there's real information um, if we're willing to actually experience these feelings. And and that's what mm-hmm. my hence clinical life coach, the, the therapeutic foundation with the, the coaching element is a lot about. How do we navigate these feelings and still get the juice that they have to offer? How do we work mm. with them as opposed to against them? Mm. It kind of reveals me, reveals, feels to me, I've just got the reveals in my head, feels to me like a very grounded way of looking at the spirit of what Eckhart Tyler was talking about in The Power of Now. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. just be with it. But here's some of the, like one of the things my whole work with Beyond Intention, my Beyond Intention paradigm, 
actually really emerged from listening to Eckhart Tolle say, just be at the present moment. I'm like, I'm autistic, bro. Like, I don't know what this means. Like, give, me some, <laughs> give me some steps. Give me some steps. I'm not trying to grab, but I, I need some steps because I'm lost here. But this really feels like it's a roadmap for just switching the way that we look at emotions so that we're not fighting them as something to run away from. Like you said, we're not suppressing this thing that this evil, dark anxiety. Oh, here's a gift. That's right. information that I can do something with. Absolutely. The, uh, the, mm. I, I end up referring to uh, um, the, the late intern, well, how do I refer to him? The uh, late Gnostic intermediary, Ramdas. Um, yes. <laughs> he talked a lot about um, trying to transcend the human curriculum rather than taking the damn human curriculum. That this anxiety mm -hmm. is not something that should be annexed. This, is, this mm -hmm. has got good education for us. It shows us where mm -hmm. we're clinging and gripping and grasping. And if we're not mm -hmm. in the, the frame of mind where we're in judgment, we can actually mm -hmm. appreciate what it has to offer us rather than simply mm -hmm. try and backpedal the hell away from it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's, this is like, there's this essence of spiritual bypass here. There's essence of, oh, I'm too spiritual for that. There's essence of, oh, you know, I've been doing my work. Yep. I'm angry inside. Right? <laughs> instead of, the work isn't being able to say that I don't have these emotions and I don't have these experiences and everything's rosy and perfect. The work is having the human experience, which has texture, which has contrast, which has polarity, and being able to navigate that without the events causing shifts in our emotional experience of the events. Beautifully stated. I, I like to say it sometimes even more simply that, like, for example, I have anxiety rather than it has me. That we are no longer the hostage of these things. Um, but these are visitors that that come in and show up and take up residence. And then if we're doing the work, they move through us and they leave us mm. at a beginning with new information, but only mm -hmm. if we're actually present with them. Otherwise, we're just spending too much time trying to escape them. Yeah. We can't escape that which we're trying to escape, and we can't grow, we can't receive that which we're trying to grasp. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well right. said. I, I have to hold it in order for it to be released. And have to release it in order to hold it. And this, again, I just jealousy reveals what we feel entitled to. There's so much yumminess mm. in this post because they're very subtle shifts and they're probably even things that we grasp at an intuitive level. But right. in our desire to run away from the experience, we completely bypass what's right. available to us in the experience. Right, right. Like if jealousy mm -hmm. is so hideous to us, or, or if I recognize it in myself that I'm, I have so much contempt for, how dare I, Molly, experience jealousy? Mm -hmm. um, how dare than, thee? It, exactly. <laughs> like the the, uh, the audacity and, and the, uh, yeah. the, gosh, the narcissism I, I must be operating <laughs> with to think that I should be exempt from it. But mm -hmm. if I can actually sit there and just be curious about it, and again, my clients are exhausted with hearing me say, just get curious. But that really <laughs> is it. Can we surrender the judgment? And the judgment is not, mm -hmm. there's not always intelligent intelligence behind our judgment. Sometimes it's just mm -hmm. default. It's automatic. So the curiosity mm -hmm. in response to the jealousy is, what, what, do, what do I get to reveal as a result mm -hmm. of this? What does this expose to me? Oh, this shows me why, where, where I'm snagged. This shows me what I feel actually entitled to. And that's mm -hmm. good information to have, whether mm -hmm. from an entrepreneurial what place, from a relational yep. place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and from here, having this additional information for me, and this is one of the things that I really, really love to, to invite people to do is you can get honest with yourself about whether you want to do something about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Because, right. So 
let's use the, the, the resentment. I've got these expectations and that's given mm-hmm. me this experience of resentment. I can now be fully empowered to make the choice about whether I want to address these expectations or whether I don't have the energy for it or whether I'm ready to do the work to release the addiction to these expectations, which has given me this Absolutely. feeling of resentment. Absolutely. I'm no a slave to it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or, oh, check it out. This, this suffering, the resentment in me is caused by my own expectations. What are my expectations based on? Is that based on data mm-hmm. or fantasy or, or what? So it creates more mm-hmm. accountability in relationship to our feelings rather than, mm-hmm. oh, you made me resentful. Are you so sure? Are you so sure <laughs> that you made me resentful? Or did your damn expectations make you resentful? Mm-hmm. So it, it, just, it just changes the, the, the ownership of what we're experiencing. Yeah. And of course, there's going to be some lead time, even if you do make the choice to do the work to experience this more fully and to let it be like there's going to be work to. So there's a couple of resentment things I've been working with since looking at this. It was like, oh, wow, that's an expectation I had of myself. Right. Am I ready to honor those expectations? I can't be bothered. Okay, well, that's (laughs) smooth. This is the expectation I had of that person. Am I ready to be real about those expectations and make hard choices about whether they meet the standards that I've set for the people, places and things I have in my life? Yes. yes. No. And it's just a very, very different, but it's no longer oh, this raging storm of stuff. It's, oh, okay, this is going on. How do I feel about that? I don't need to run away from it. I don't need to challenge it. I don't need to fight it. I can playfully explore what's going on with it. I love playfully explore, but boy, that that and curiosity really are the, <laughs> the, the foundational points. Um, but yeah, that's all my material. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I really, I really love what you're saying about providing stepping stones. I, I guess I don't think of the work that way, but that's totally what it's designed to do: is is demystify our. That's beautiful. <laughs> uh, demystify our relationship to this mm-hmm. nebulous emotional material that, for so many of us, has felt dangerous or has felt mm-hmm. indicative of like a moral failing. Or mm-hmm. gosh, you know, for example, if you grow up with parents who, who have angry outbursts, many of us decide I'm never going towards anger. God damn it, never mm-hmm. touching that. Mm-hmm. When in fact, it, that lets us know where our boundaries have been violated. So that's good information mm-hmm. for, for us to have access to then that sometimes mm-hmm. we, we want our anger because that lets us mm-hmm. know, oh, I, there was a line in the sand there. I didn't know that. Now mm-hmm. I know. I didn't even know I had an expectation until I had the resentment. So mm-hmm. it, it, it really does. It, it offers us more um, more authority and it's, I think a sweeter more gentle relationship with the human experience and the human condition. It's no longer something mm. we're at war with. It's something we're engaged in play with. Mm. And it feels like communication is the next one. Honest exploration, mm-hmm. right? Choices and then communication in terms of others, like having the capacity to communicate these boundaries, right? right. Um, having the capacity to forgive people who cross boundaries that we responded to that we hadn't even communicated. Exactly. Um, or, or, or people who did not fulfill expectations that we didn't communicate. Exactly. 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 Would you say that communication is a big part of that and then allows us to develop in healthy relationships with others and ourselves? Of course. Of course. I love how you're operationalizing this for me. There's uh Gosh, I, I should I should reach out to you to build a course or something. <laughs> there really is a beautiful thought process of oh, okay, I do the reflection here, and now I figure out is there a communication that needs to be made? Do I need mm-hmm. to get honest about something, either with myself or with somebody else? And it's in that mm-hmm. process that we then also it, it it takes some of the sting and the judgment out of our own resentment, for example, to be able to say, hey, I had an expectation of you, and I was resenting you for it. And I realized that wasn't fair. 
wasn't cool mm. to hold you to a standard that I wasn't communicating about. And not that mm. we have to indict ourselves for that, but it gives us an opportunity to have a relational exchange uh, where we're kind of forgiving ourselves for, of course, I would be resentful if I hadn't communicated my expectation. Mm. So it, it really offers just more oxygen all around. Mm. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I do want to pivot into you, your story. Sure. Where the trees are outside your window, not because I'm coming <laughs> to visit, but because I'm just sure. interested and a bit nosy. Um, you're in LA, LA, Los Angeles. Actually, we had been in Los Angeles when COVID hit. I, I had uh, we had our son in May. We did a natural home birth in Los Angeles. Whose good idea that oh, was? I don't know. Wow. Um, and a few months afterwards, just with the the city getting more chaotic and the elections coming up, we thought. Let's go to the mountains. Let's escape. So we are currently in Park City, Utah, hunkering down with oh, the, the likelihood awesome, of moving awesome. in the next few months. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I also have a, a coronavirus baby by son, Ethan, turned 14 months. Uh, oh, my God. December. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Humbling, right? How, how we yeah. have time to do a podcast is beyond me. But. Yeah. It's like, oh, feed the humor, deal with the family, deal with the yep. resentment and the boundaries of the communication and <laughs> podcast. And change the diapers, yes. And change the diapers. God, the diapers. God, the diapers. Do you say you have a baby boy? I do, yeah. His name is Wes. Yeah. Wes. Wes. We call him the cashew around the house because when he was born, he looked like one. Okay. Okay. I'm going (laughs) to keep that between me, you, and the audience. I will edit that out right away. I'll edit that out. No, we won't. Um, Have have you been able, has he tried to pee on you? When you're changing his diaper, I, I can't speak to his intention about it. But there, <laughs> there, there have certainly been moments. Yes, totally. Okay. And as yours, awkward, awkward. Yeah, he tried to get me once, but I escaped. You escaped. escaped. Ah, yeah. He's got his mum a few times. Um, I think <laughs> she likes she likes to leave him running around with a nappy. Now he's running around. She'd like to take his diaper off. It's like, dude, no, it's he an invitation. Know when to stop? He doesn't know where to stop right. and say, hey, can you like give me the potty or whatever now? So that's been a bit mishappy, but that's for another time. Um, wow. Yeah, but I want to talk about your story, your journey to being the angel of wisdom that's dropping these tree plums all over the all over <laughs> the gaff. Like, where does that come from? Were you born a sage? Did did, did <laughs> angels come and foretell of your coming? Like, um, this is awfully flattering. Uh, absolutely not. No, I... Uh, <laughs> And my, my backgrounds, I'm, I'm, I'm a kid from Los Angeles. I, I grew up, um, um, my, my parents were actors. I grew up in the chaos of the, the Los Angeles um, uh, upbringing with all the neuroses and body image stuff that you would imagine that would bring. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was initially a choral conductor of all things. I was conducting choirs and orchestras in my early 20s. Wow. Quickly realized when I was working with my, my coach, uh, the guy who ultimately trained me, um, that I was not designed to be a conductor at all. <laughs> so I was really a mediocre conductor. Um, <laughs> but he was saying to me, Molly, you need to coach. Uh, and I said, no, no, no I, I need to do something with credibility. I need a license. Mm-hmm. I need degrees. So I, I went for a master's in clinical psych and uh, and was a therapist for, for a bit until finally he said, Molly, are you done pretending to be a therapist? Are you ready to, to be trained? I said, okay. Um, wow. And what I, what I can say is that his some of this is his language, but a, a lot of this is you know, uh, Emily Dickinson and and, art, uh, and mythology and poetry and uh, you know mm-hmm. Shakespeare. That it's all that's what we we speak with. I think is, is mm-hmm. stories. That's what resonates with us. So, um, mm-hmm. 
what I like about coaching is that I'm not limited to any any framework. I get to be as playful and out of the box as I as I want to be. Um, also, mm-hmm. extremely irreverent, disruptive, dogged. Um, <laughs> you know, I get to share more of myself, and and you know, my my history is a contribution in the conversation in a way that, as a therapist, it couldn't be. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so who are some of the people that you work with now that you really, is, it, is there a particular oh. pocket of humanity that gets to enjoy the goodies more than others? It's so across the board. I, I work with, um, gosh, I, mostly people who identify, I think, as as the kind of chronic overthinkers, those who think of themselves as too smart for therapy. Um, mm-hmm. I work a lot with compulsive overachievers, folks mm-hmm. who are highly anxious. They tend to be successful people who are wondering, why, why am I still, you know, low, medium, high grade, depressed and anxious, despite mm-hmm. having a, a life that looks like it, it should be making me really happy. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Beautiful. And um, is that one-on-one? Is it through groups? Do you have yeah. programs? Like, I work mostly work? one-on-one. I, I do have a, a women's group that I do several times a year. The next one is April mm-hmm. 25th. Um, okay. It starts. Well, we about that for people to explore that. Great, great. But I yeah. love the one-on-one work. I, I, I think that's uh, that's super yummy. And retreats coming in the works. Okay, in the works. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, in your journey, has there been a pivotal moment that made you? Have there been pivotal moments apart apart from your coach, like saying, "Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready?" Mm-hmm. Where you were kind of like, "Oh, okay, this might be a sign. This might be a breadcrumb." Have, have you had many of those on your journey? A sign of what? Just. A sign that maybe there's something else to explore, another road to go down, just sign synchronicities, anything of that nature. I, I can't speak to synchronicities only because that's something that I'm I'm recently becoming aware of. I, coming from that, that very mm-hmm. intellectual, highly clinical background. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. way too much brain. There was a lot of, of having to work to drop down into my my heart to be able to appreciate mm-hmm. things like synchronicities or things that mm-hmm. we know without understanding why we know them. You know, that's stuff that I would have mm-hmm. discredited historically. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I, I can't um, I can't say I, I knowingly experienced any synchronicities, but mm-hmm. I can say it is not lost on me that mm-hmm. what I was studying when I've got my first master's in choral conducting, I was aiming to be a conduit for music. And what I feel like mm-hmm. today sure is a conduit for something else. So I mm. like this idea, but I'm still a conductor. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Molly, you're an absolute rock star. How can people get in contact with you if they want to hang out, maybe have a conversation, maybe oh, address so the chronic overthinking? Yep, yep. You can uh, certainly find me on Instagram at Molly Burney. You can go to mm-hmm. uh, mollyburney.com or shoot me an email, <laughs> whatever you like. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll make sure we pop some links for that in the show notes. Guys, um, I'm sure you'll agree that this random, lovely human who I very politely crept into the DMs <laughs> of on Instagram is an absolute joy and definitely worth exploring conversation with. If you would like to look at her six-week program and you happen to have the identity that fits the lucky people that get to be in her six-week program, go ahead and connect with her. Other than that, again, I just want to ex- extend my gratitude for being open to having this conversation putting this out into the world and just inspiring me to think differently about these emotions and giving us the opportunity to inspire other people to do the same. Truly. Thank you so much. Thank you for the recognition and and how cool, just how cool. Awesome. 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 So you heard it here first guys, mollyburney.com at mollyburney over on the gram. Um, We'll pop some more (laughs) links in the show notes. Go and check out the, the group coaching if it works for you. And until next time, keep dreaming with your eyes open. Remember, you can consciously choose a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life 
with healthy emotions and communication of those emotions and the messages that they carry. Okay, I'm done now. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Duo with Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.